0: Hey guys, welcome to Dog Stories. My name is Sarain and alongside my dear friend Maria Bell, we'll be talking to people all over the world about our favorite part of life, dogs. <laughs> today my guest is one of my best friends in the world and a former colleague, Lynn Lu. And she uh, has brought her nice new little puppy, Cy, to uh, hang out with us today. Lynn is a journalist turned content creator turned brand marketer turned wow I mean you've worn a lot of hats but (laughs) now she's a dog mom
1: now I'm a dog mom well technically a second time dog mom right because had a dog who Mm -hmm. passed 2019 but she was like 13 by then Mm. first time rescue mom
0: what um what was your strategy going into finding because i know you wanted a particular kind of dog because you guys um you and your boyfriend are very energetic outdoorsy so you wanted a certain breed right
1: yeah okay so interesting thing that i didn't know until i became a rescue mom is that there's actually a huge thing about rescues versus breeders okay and we all know there's like that controversy between like Getting a dog from a breeder or a puppy mill, oh, so, yeah. jeez right, like don't buy it from a puppy store because you might be getting it from puppy mills. So, interestingly enough, my dog before Milan was a beagle. She was actually AKC certified. So when I got her from a breeder, um, we had we had a family dog that was also a beagle, mm-hmm. and so we wanted another beagle. Um, I was like, what? Like sophomore in college. You know, this is like probably the biggest commitment that I've made ever, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna look at breeders and look for the best top ones." And getting an AKC certification through the bloodline is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, okay, this is great. Like, I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna get. Yeah. So what was interesting was like where I got her from actually turned out to be a puppy meal. So yeah. so for it took like a year or something before they were shut down but there are certain little things that you notice about her like she was scared of steps and also and grant like she was literally at the eight-week stage to be adopted out so it wasn't like she was like friend and puppy or anything like that like Mm. she they acclimated her enough to be placed in a home but at that stage she was still like scared of like steps she wasn't really like familiar with certain things, she was a little floppy, and you know, like, you just think, like, oh, puppy things, mm. but in the long run, like, at, like in hindsight, you're kind of, it's one of those things where you realize, like, oh, she was in a puppy mill, She's probably caged her whole life, she didn't do well with crate training, like, just weird stuff like that, which I forgot until I got Cy mm-hmm. to look for all these little, like, signs of things. So, with Psy, we originally just wanted an active dog, somebody that, um, cause we live in an apartment, could also be in an apartment during the week and then still be active um, in like a city life environment. Because right. we still take them out for runs and all these things. But then also be active enough to hang with us on the weekends when we're doing like 10 miles, 20 miles out backpacking. Yeah. Or just enjoying like anything outdoors, um, Basically, a dog that can hang. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah.
1: What's interesting is like this whole COVID thing. It's like originally in my head, I was like, I'm just going to go to a pound and pick up a mutt, give it a home. Right. Right. Like, there wasn't really a strategy behind it other than the fact that like I wanted to kind of give a dog a home that might not necessarily have gotten a home otherwise. Right. Um, lots of people go to breeders and I don't think there's actually anything wrong with that there's some benefits with going through a breeder because you know their family history you can kind of know that they're going to come pretty healthy yeah going through a good breeder right you know yeah yeah. so there's bad seeds ever but going through a good breeder there's some benefits to that like you can get a healthy dog and you know the family history you know like behavioral history and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um part of them being a good breeder is that they are, that's what they do, like that's part of their job is to give you a dog that is predictable. So when we were talking about it, Dan, my boyfriend, had mentioned like a couple different breeds that he, you know, his family kind of grew up with and he, you know, they were all bouncing things back and forth, but in the long run I was like, I really just want to rescue a dog. So. Um, with COVID, you can't just walk into a pound, like you have to pick a dog that you like on their database and then call them, make an appointment based on that dog and it's availability. Then you can go in, right. um, or you can like go through a rescue and it's the same kind of process where you have to like pick the dog from the rescue and whatnot.
0: So you can't just go and browse and yeah, you can only tell so much from a picture.
1: Exactly. Right. So that was the hard part because it was like, it's not like I can just be like mutts. Right. And like, So we kind of had to decide like how far we want to go with personality based on breeds before we could even potentially see one or else it just gets so complicated, you know? Right. So the easier thing was just to be like, okay, what breed kind of fits our lifestyle the best? And uh, I was looking for outdoorsy type dogs and a lot of obviously they come up like herding dogs Right. but the problem with herding dogs is they are they can also be a nuisance indoors if they're not um, stimulated enough right. like either mentally or physically right so that's that's kind of the hard part for us it's like we live in an apartment during the week and we work kind of like city life you didn't want the dog life. to
0: like be um like restless and maybe trash the place
1: exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't have a yard right right you know. Right, yeah. so so it's interesting it Was like i actually reached out to a rescue that specializes in herning dogs yeah and i thought it was just going to be like a facebook message like hey what do you think like is there does this type of dog fit our lifestyle right she ended up calling me and giving me like a one-on-one lowdown down all the different types of herding dogs. Okay. Which are many. So, Australian Healers, the number one herding dogs that people in the outdoors community are looking at. I think mainly because some bigger celebrities like Dean Potter, who's like a big climber, okay. um, base jumper, died base jumping. His dog, who was one of the first celebrity outdoors dog, uh, was a Australian Healer. Or mix or whatever it was, but that's kind of its look and breed. And yeah. so I think like a lot of people um, automatically gravitated towards that dog. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just what I think. Right. Um, I also know they're really trainable, and so like there's stories of these dogs just sitting at a crag while you're climbing, and they just sit there and wait for you. Right, like, and they're chill and they just yeah. Sit there. I remember
0: that's the idea that you had at one point. Yeah. Right
1: and then there's a there's border collies right there's um australian shepherds is another one mm-hmm. and then corgis surprisingly right. are hurting mm-hmm. dogs oh no way with their little short I legs never <laughs> guessed that they
0: were good for much other than just, just being hilarious <laughs> right <laughs> i didn't know that they could hurt
1: they're apparently hurting dogs yeah, no. so i don't know what they heard i would imagine like
0: M- mice <laughs>
1: <laughs> chickens they just
0: don't look very athletic that's all no knock to the corgis like, I, think right?
1: I don't know maybe it's part of their drive
0: so wait how does Psy factor into all the, Like, what at what point did you land on Psy
1: the woman that I talked to at the herding rescue mm-hmm. um, she told me that border collies are like mad scientists yeah um, they're very like sensitive and like pretty much in their head a lot. They think a lot. And I was like, oh, no, that's, like, I don't want a dog who's brainy and over Overanalyzing everything. Yeah, angry. I'm like, he can't be like me. That's crazy. <laughs> like, we can't have two overthinkers in the house. Like, but then So, basically, I was just, like, searching just to see. I, to be honest, we weren't even really ready to adopt a dog or rescue a dog, but I... I just started doing a preliminary like online search through like all the different pet listings, and um, I searched for all herding dogs. Like I didn't just narrow it down into one. I thought we were gonna get like a healer. Um, I thought they were, they were kind of cool looking. They're mm. a little bit like dingo s Right. I don't know if they're related or not. Um, or like a. Australian Shepherd because one of my friends growing up had one. She was older. She was like 13, but she was like a gentle little like kind um, old lady, so to speak. But I was, I've was i always thought like, oh, what a cool dog. Like so obedient very gentle um, Pretty chill So those were my two main ones. But then we came across a listing for Sai and he has one eye so we named him Size, short for Cyclops, mm-hmm. um, but he has one eye and the photo of him was him shaking hands with whoever, a ghost arm. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like he was just, he's sitting tall, super handsome. Yeah. And I read a little bit of a story and it, it just, I don't know. So his, so the story that was on the listing was basically, uh, found this dog in Mexico with a pack of other dogs. Um had an eye infection, couldn't save his eye, so he has one eye, and he was adopted by family. Yeah. And they sent him back. I think the main reason was he chased their cat.
0: Right, so, yeah.
1: But, you know, border collies are herders, so if they're bored in the house, they're going to chase or corral He was cats. trying to hurt
0: the cat, maybe?
1: Maybe, or maybe <laughs> the cat was just an asshole. Like, uh, who knows, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, that's what they say also, like, border collies are not good. Or any herding dog is not really good with kids. Right. Because kids are wild. They're going to be like, we need order. Yeah. So.
0: (laughs) No? Oh, and now, yeah, I totally understand why you got this dog. Yeah, so, like,
1: dogs are, like, their owners or whatever? Right, right. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Whatever, whatever, Very true. (laughs) I get it completely.
1: No, so I honestly was like he's a border collie, he's a mad scientist, I don't know. Um, but he was so cute, and, like, so, um... And, talking, like,
0: who, like, how could you not fall in love with a dog with one eye?
1: You know what, like, so this is the interesting thing, like, I have this thing for, like, imperfect things. Right. So,
0: Is that um, why we're friends? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: cheers, my friend,
0: Cheers, 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 cheers. cheers.
1: So, clearly, I was, like, losing my mind with, like, working from home and all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, there are certain things where I was, like, um, for the past year, I got into, like, plants. Yeah. And I would always kind of – we Dan would take me to the plant store and be like, oh, let's get one for your collection or whatever. And I would pick out, like, the weirdest looking ones or, like, the ones that were kind of dying. And I'm like, let me just – bring them back to life and all this stuff. Right. Um, and there was always, like, this weird quirk of mine to, like, find, like, the weird, imperfect thing or the thing that needed, like, help mm-hmm. or whatever. In my mind, we're talking about imper- imperfection, right? Like, right. I'm like, I'm going to pick... We, we went pumpkin shopping one year and Dan picks out this, like, perfectly symmetrical, beautiful pumpkin. Right. And I'm like, I kind of like this one with this weird... Like, it's, like... For, deformality. Yeah. Like, like, this weird gourd that's growing off the side. I'm like, it's cool. Yeah. You know? And so, I'm, like, always picking these things that are not... That are, like... I see it as unique.
0: For sure. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: think there's, like, a beauty behind something that is not perfectly... In society's mind, like, this perfect thing. So, I, I have this idea that... You know, nobody's life is perfect. Nobody is perfect themselves. Mm. So people that can wear their imperfections on their shoulders and like kind of bear it all and be vulnerable about it, there's like a certain kind of beauty behind it. Yeah. Right? Hundred percent. So this weird artist in me is like the ugliest pumpkin is the prettiest pumpkin. Right. So um when I found size listing, I sent it around to a bunch of friends and I was kind of like, I think he's so cute and all this stuff. And one of my best friends growing up, she's like an older sister to me. She was like, She said, This dog's perfect for you. Like this
0: Yeah, is, yeah.
1: This is, of course you'd be the person that's like the one eyed dog. Right. You know? Right, right. And then I said to Dan and he's like, We can't get a one eyed dog. What if it runs into walls? It's <laughs> like, What if we're hiking and it falls over? And I'm like, uh babe like it's not gonna just fall over it's, you know like it's not just gonna no fall. he's yeah you know? and, like the, he's, and
0: they're and they're super resilient like he has yeah learned to traverse the world with one eye like right you know like he might bump into things once in a while but
1: oh yeah he totally runs into glass doors like all the time I so
0: mean but you know. I do too and I have two <laughs> eyes so really, it's like, got nothing to do with it trust me this is
1: my yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but mm. you know like
1: it was just this funny reaction that he had to it and I was just like, I was like, no, like, that's not, that's not what happened. Like, people have one eye and then I'll just run into walls. Like, <laughs>
0: Like
1: it's not, it's not like a reoccurring thing, you know? Right. And then after a while, he like kind of calmed down and he was kind of like, all right, tell me more about the dog. And I think it was more of a fact of like, we didn't plan this. Right. When are we ever ready for anything? Right. So I was like, well, don't worry. Because, you know, I still have to meet it. And, like, what if it's an asshole? And then we don't. Right. Like, we can't just adopt any dog. We have to meet it. You can't just can you can't just
0: adopt a dog you see in a picture. Exactly. Right. And you which, can't just adopt a story, which is, like, it would be great to have a one-eyed dog. <laughs> like, that'd be right. Like, right. It's, yeah. like,
1: at the same time, like, what if the dog does fall over? It's, like, of course. I can't. We, we can't accommodate that. Right. And then, at the end of the day, it's like, if you can't... I think there's nothing wrong with admitting to the fact that you can't handle certain things. Right. Right? Because at the end of the day, if you can't handle it and you take on this dog because, like, socially it looks responsible, you're going to do more harm and damage to that dog because you're not able to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um... Which is a really, really good point, as I tell you, side story. Yeah, for sure. No kidding. it gets crazier, obviously, you know, but, um, so, so I go down and meet him. Yeah. Like, I set up this appointment, and I'm obsessive about it, right? Like, I'm like, she's like, oh, can you come down on this day? And I'm like, yes. Like, right away, yes. And then, so that morning I drove down, and I remember being, like, really, really nervous. You were nervous? Yeah. I was so nervous. Why you like,
0: think, were you wondering if you would like him or if he would like you or like what were you nervous about?
1: I was, it was like going on a blind date. <laughs> like seriously, it was, that's the only way I can describe it. It was like going on a blind date where you're like, you don't, you, you like the idea yeah. of this person. Yeah, yeah. So I like the idea of him. He's this imperfect, perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he is so handsome. He's, he's a really handsome dog. Yeah, sure. And he poses, so you're kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, so, you yeah, know, it's like meeting, like, or you, like, have in your mind, like, this really hot guy with a really cool personality right. and this, like, whole history about him. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go meet him for the first time. Though I actually don't know anything about him. <laughs> like, he could be a complete jerk. Yeah. He can insult me the minute that I meet him. Like, yeah. He, like, he could growl at me and bark at me and all that stuff. But I hope he doesn't. Right. You know, it's like this weird, like, nervous, anxious energy. Right. Um, and then coupled with the fact that, like, it's not, like, a blind date because it would actually be, like, going on a blind date and getting married. Right. right? Like, because it, it's, like, if I, if this worked out, then yeah. I could be taking it's it home life. with me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, a true commitment. It's,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Leading up to us having this other kind of, like, <laughs> this like, next level of our outdoors experience. Mm-hmm. And...
0: But that's exactly the thing, right? Like, it's like, yes, there's a particular order to things, but, like, when life happens, life happens. Exactly. And so, like, that's also the beauty of, of it.
1: Yeah, there's, like, the the Im- imperfection. Yes, that exactly. Like, the pl- like,
0: if the plan went according to plan, that would be a little too perfect.
1: Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> that would be boring for you.
1: Right. It's a... I don't know, is that dramatic? Whatever.
0: <laughs> no, no, I think it's good. Yeah.
1: But, so, I don't know. It was this weird, like, nervousness about it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously when things are planned, you're ready. Right. And you're good and you're, you go and you're whatever. But there's this weird nervous energy because on top of not knowing who this dog was, there's also this idea of, like, having a baby without being ready for having a baby. Right. You know? But it was just interesting because in my mind, I was like, you know what? We don't have kids. Mm-hmm. we don't have other pets mm-hmm. you know like things in our apartment are just things all Right. you know we haven't we haven't bought like a $10,000 piece of furniture Right. we don't have you know all these things that we need to worry about so even if he has be- behavioral issues we can work with it Yeah. And we can help him we can fix it it's not like it'd be different if we have a kid right. you know we don't want the dog hurting the kid Right. you know so
0: I mean I think that's nice you have like you saw that you had room to take on you know in, an imperfect uh situation if that was the case, yes, but I think a lot of people would be like, "Ah, uh, I wish I could do something, I kind of just, a I just gonna, want a dog just gonna' just gonna do the things that I wanna do, and yes, you know, so yes. that's uh that's a lot to take on you know um potentially,
1: but that's the thing that you you always run the risk when you're rescuing a dog. Right. If you're not ready to take on these imperfections, then you should go with a breeder. Right. You should go with something predictable, you know? And I encourage anybody to have a dog because I think it's it's something that changes your soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It's a responsibility, Mm -hmm. but it's also this, like, powerful connection that you make and mm-hmm. I don't have children so people say it's the same thing as having children but I don't know because I don't have one right but I think it's
0: a similar thing in the sense that you're it's a it's a kind of an infant like being you know what I mean It's a, yeah you know. this is
1: weird like connection and I think that's it's interesting too because like kids at least what I know kids and like my nephews and my friends who have kids that are like my nephews it's like it's a little different in a sense of like Your dog is your best friend unconditionally. Yeah. And they don't have like other plans. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't
0: have their dream and their plan is just what are you doing? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And
1: that's like this weird thing of like, um, for all the video game lovers out there. It's like that little animal psychic you have that goes to battle with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's this weird... Yeah, Marley's
0: my dire wolf. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly, 100%. Like Game of Thrones lovers. Yes, like, exactly. Like, you know,
1: it's yeah. like there's this weird connection that you have with this animal that is also interesting because you don't speak the same language. Right. But your soul touches each other. Exactly. Yeah, That's and the most that's interesting powerful. That's,
0: that's the most interesting thing in the world, yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think that's powerful. And I know for some people that's cats. Yeah. Some people that's bunnies, birds, whatever it is. It's, I think there's something special with like being able to Share your life with somebody who is your true partner mm. That is There's no other motives. It's right. It's truly unconditional. Right. Right. So one of the things that we were concerned about was we were like We want a healthy dog because of all the things that we do outdoors. Yeah So the the greatest fear was to get a sick dog Right. Because we didn't want to have to be administering medicine every day. We wanted to kind of still have that freedom of the fact that, like, we chose not to have children. Right. Right? So we still wanted to have some kind of um, control over what we are able to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were prepared to deal with a dog with aggression or PTSD or, you know... um, Skittish, or whatever it was, that's what we were 100% prepared to do, right. which is the majority of rescue dogs, right? Sure. There's always some kind of history behind it. Yeah, what we were worried about was the health issues, and for the, the most part, dogs that are rescues generally are healthy dogs, right? Most dogs are healthy dogs, right? You know, like over time, certain things wear on them, and over time, like, there's certain like gum disease and periodontal disease and stuff is like pretty common and you know all the common diseases in dogs but it's really rare unless you have like a senior dog to have a pretty fatal disease when mm-hmm. you're rescuing it right um because most of the time like if a rescue were to pick up a dog
0: they that- they would do you'd think that they they do thorough examinations to find out what condition is this dog in because we're trying mm-hmm. to rehome it, and we need people to be aware of what they're taking. Exactly. You know, uh, taking on, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, like we obviously know, like he has some kind of medical history. because has one eye. Right. So we're like, and, but like
0: that was like as far as you could tell, that was maybe the worst of his physical issues, and right, you know, behaviorally we'd find out. But how right. how bad could it be? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then.
1: Initially, we took him home. And
0: it's a lot of fun. He, he was, was great, right?
1: He was kind of the perfect dog. Yeah. Like, I worked from home, so when I was home, he would just chill. He yeah. slept most of the time, or he would just kind of lay down.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, from what I knew about Border Collies, it's like, if you give them a job, they will do it. Right. So, I thought maybe somebody in the past had taught him that when he's inside, his job is to lay down or sleep, not cause ruckus. Initially, we noticed like he had, one of the major signs was he had diarrhea, but we thought, oh, he's just adjusting to a new home and new food. And then, and you were part of this too, like, I would drive him places, and he would throw up. Right. So when I, the first time you met him, yeah. he threw up in the car.
0: Yeah, we just thought he was car sick.
1: We thought he was car sick. Yeah. And then another thing was we noticed his bad breath, but dogs have bad breath.
0: It happens, yeah.
1: And some dogs' breath are worse than others. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, like we didn't. His teeth were cleaned, but they had also cleaned his teeth like two weeks before I got him.
0: hmm
1: But his teeth were like pearly white, clean, and I don't know what dog's teeth are really supposed to look like other than signs of like tartar, right. plaque, right. yellowing, and all that normal stuff. We also noticed that like his pee was clear, so we just thought, oh, well, he's hydrated like people. Right. You know, he had like a tremble in his legs. Which I would equate to like if you're really tired and you're trying to lift something heavy and your arm shakes. It was kind of like that. So it would always happen like after we ran a lot or we walked a lot. And he would kind of get this weird shake in his leg. Okay. So all these things kind of were just kind of slowly explained away. And the biggest thing that happened that wasn't explainable was he started throwing up bile. So there was no longer food. It was not after a car ride. It was at random times of the day, and he started drinking a lot of water. So Dan, being a paramedic, was like, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So we took him into the vet to check out a couple things. Another thing I noticed was um, since his teeth were clean two weeks before we got him, it was really weird that there would be, like, plaque buildup so quickly. Mm-hmm. So I took him in. I was like, there's something wrong. His bad breath isn't just normal bad breath. He's throwing up, and he has plaque buildup. I didn't even really mention the drinking water thing because I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, like, you know, we, I run with him every morning. There's been a heat wave. I just thought, you know, he's just thirsty. Mm-hmm. So we took him in to a local vet. They initially said he... It looks like he has really bad gum recession it's a some like long some pretty chronic level periodontist disease i don't know chronic is the right word medically to describe it but it's gone on for a really long time and his gums are actually really really recessed and he has a gum infection Mm. which could be causing a lot of things like one of the other signs we noticed was like picky eating and so it could be that his teeth are hurting really, really bad. So he can't eat certain things. He doesn't chew on bones. Um, he, his bad breath could be a result of this diagnosis. He could also be vomiting because of it, because right. of the pain and all this stuff. They sent him home with antibiotics for his gums. Um, and if I remember the medication name, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty common. They send him home with an antacid and an anti-nausea medication. Um, luckily, he kind of hand his way into a follow-up appointment. So Friday morning we go in. It's like 7.30. Uh, I drop him off. They tell me the procedure. He has to do blood work because he has to get anesthesia. Once he's under, they ask me if there's anything else I want to do while he's under, Like, they're going to clean his teeth, and I said, let's do full x-ray of, you know, his jaws and everything just to make sure we know the extent of the disease, Mm -hmm. the periodontal disease. So around, like, 9, 10 o'clock that day, I get a call back from the vet, and they tell me, you know, we're not going to do the treatment. We're not going to clean his teeth because his blood panel came back, and there's elevated levels of certain proteins um, that indicate kidney disease. And what I knew of kidney disease at the time was what I Googled based off of his gum recession. And it was that if you leave a dog untreated for periodontal disease, um, ultimately over time they can get bloody gums just Mm -hmm. like people do. And ultimately the bacteria from their periodontal disease can leach into their blood, blood. Yeah. which can lead to kidney failure, which is the same in humans. Right. So kidney failure is fatal. So when they said kidney disease, all I could think of was like, oh shit. Like that's the one thing that I was afraid of that he that this could be. Yeah. Granted, I didn't even understand what that meant. Like, all I all I knew was that kidney disease is fatal.
0: Hey there, listeners. Some dog stories take a bit more time to tell. What you just heard is part one of Sai's story. Part two is coming up next. So stay tuned. Got any dog stories you'd like to share? Shoot over an email to dogstoriespodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear them. You dig in these episodes of Dog Stories, we'd love it if you left us a review, or hey, subscribe to catch us every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Music provided by BenSound.com, and Barks provided by Marley.